This week on the Reduce Shakespeare Company podcast, we return to the age-old question, can writing be taught? Here to take what I assume will be the affirmative position is my old friend, Pat Verducci, a writing coach in Los Angeles. Pat, am I right? Do you think that writing can actually be taught? Yes, I do. I do think it can be taught if you actually are willing to put in the work. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is, wherever you are. I'm Austin Titchener, one-third of the Reduced Shakespeare Company, and you're listening to this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, now in its 15th year, number 744, Advice for Writers. Pat Verducci is a screenwriter, writing coach, and consultant, and an old classmate of mine from the UC Berkeley Drama Department. It was thrilling to catch up with Pat recently and to talk shop, and Pat was gracious enough to let me turn on the microphone and share some of our conversation with you. She started by explaining how most people already know how to tell stories, they just don't know it. So there are people who are like naturally gifted at something and, you know, people can, who, who just sort of um, have no problem telling a story or developing characters or whatever. But even if you feel like it's not really your, 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 your strongest point, you can learn the craft of writing. You can learn how a story is told, how it's structured, how to create characters that, um, that have goals and um, can transform um, and, you know, part of what I do with writers, which was kind of a revelation to me when I was, was learning how to write screenplays, because I work in the film world, um, was like, like how you can look at um, certain story structure models and realize that you actually know how to tell a story, even though you're not conscious of it. That there are patterns that you might not be aware of, but that you know when it's working and you know when it's not working on the page. I've heard that said once before, and I forget who said it, but that stories happen to people who can tell them. Yes. Uh, you know, um, I, and I also love what you said, too, about if if you have the talent, you can you can make it better. And if you don't have the talent, you can learn. There's a So having the talent is one thing. But yeah. whether you have the talent or not, you need to learn the craft of, of making it work, right? You absolutely can. And one of the things that was, like, like I said earlier, like a revelation to me is that like a story is a machine. Like it has bones, it has a structure, it has a beginning, it has a middle, it has an end. Things are developed. I mean, you can learn how these things are crafted. You can learn what makes um, a great scene you can learn how to write dialogue. Um, there are people who just are really gifted at things like dialogue. They just are able to kind of put authentic dialogue into people's mouths, but you can all, that is not one of my strong points as a writer. Like I actually struggle with that. And that is one thing that like, I'm really good at structure. That is just comes to me very easily, but people talking and creating authentic voices is something that I've really had to practice and learn. So yeah, it's the kind of thing where, um, if you practice it, and if you kind of learn some tricks, you can actually become a pretty good storyteller. And and literally just this morning on Facebook, on the day that we're recording, you you put on Facebook uh, something I'm misquoting, but the the idea that uh, writing is rewriting. Yes. You know, there's always a process, and it, that's something that you're teaching now. I think, right? 
Yes. Yeah. I'm teaching. Um, I actually, I also teach um, in the, the MFA screenwriting program at UCLA in their film school. And um, it was funny just this week. Um, I, for the first, I usually teach the MFA screenwriters, but this quarter I'm teaching um, directors and producers because of COVID, they're not actually able to kind of go out and shoot their films. So right. a lot of them are taking writing classes, which is great because it, you can do it online. Um, but it's, it's, it's the first time many of them have ever written a feature script, you know, and so they're really scared and sort of feeling like I have to write something perfect. And, you know, really what I've, we've talked about in class is, you know, your job in this workshop, which is 10 weeks because we're on the quarter system is you just need to get something on the page. You need to barf it out. You need to explore, you need to find your characters and kind of go where your imagination takes you so that you have something to work with right? It's like you can't edit a blank page. And so, so really it's about just doing it. And, and, you know, it's great to do it in a workshop situation too, because you have people who know your story, they can help you figure things out when you get stuck. Um, but yeah, you got to just barf it out first. <laughs> that should be the name of your website. Pat Ferducci's <laughs> Vomitorium. Come here. Barf it out. Yeah. Get it out. Uh, well, and that's the thing too. There's so many people who have a first draft somewhere. Yes. Everybody's got a first draft, but it's yeah. the challenge is turning that first draft um, into something else. And as you say, you can, there's nothing you can think about it in your head and outline it all day. But you until you have it written down, there's there's nothing to fix. There's nothing to, nothing that can get better. That's right. And, you know, just to, to show you um, how how that art of revision works and how key it is, at least in the movie industry, in terms of getting a script on screen. Um, I'm a member of the Writers Guild of America, and part of what we're asked to do throughout our tenure in the union is to be on arbitration committees. And what that means is we, um, as anonymous writers, read the script, all the scripts that were written to develop one movie that's being made oh, yeah. for service for, for a reason of assigning credit. Yeah. Right. And so credit's really important because if you get credit, you get money, right? So I did one arbitration and um, I had to read 26 different drafts of a feature script, all, all written by writers. There weren't 26 different writers, but there were 20, 26 different drafts and iterations, completely different versions of this story until they found the one that finally got an actor attached and got made. So it just shows you like you have to be willing to go in there and dig and break something to find, you know, what makes it alive on the page. Well, and 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 writing a screenplay is a team effort. Like, well, and writing a play can be a team effort. But like, if you if you're not interested in collaboration, you should go off and write novels somewhere because that's that's right. Although when you're writing features, you really are kind of off on your own, at least for the part where you're writing the script. Before you actually start writing pages, there's a lot of like, like you have to go in and pitch. Like, this is my version. This is what I'm going to do. And literally tell them the whole story before you get the green light to go write. And so then you go write and then you turn in your draft and then a bunch of people give you feedback and then you revise it and hopefully you don't get fired and then you get more feedback and then you write, rewrite it again until it gets to the point where the studio is like, okay, we can send this out and try to, you know, get some talent. Well, and how did this transition happen for you? Uh, be, you know, we were at the UC Berkeley Drama Department together doing everything, working backstage and acting and directing. And we wrote a musical together because it's a state law in California, that, or maybe across the nation. One must write a musical in college. Uh, 
was that you was that your first was that the first thing you ever wrote I think it might be the yes. first thing I ever wrote yes. yeah. yeah it was the first thing I ever wrote it was so much fun to do that with you it's it's actually the highlight of my drama department experience at Berkeley it was so fun I will see if I can. I will see if I can find any of the songs from that show to play on this episode of the podcast. I would love that. I would love to hear those again. Those are amazing. <laughs> um, so basically, um, yeah, I was a I was a drama major in undergraduate, and I sort of thought, you know, like I'm not sure I'm going to be able to make a living in theater. What can I do that's related that I think I can actually earn some money at? And so um, I worked for a year at CBS Radio in San Francisco to save some money. And then I went to UCLA and um, I got my I got my MFA in film directing at their film school. And um, it was really great. I learned so much. I learned how to tell a story. I learned how films work. I met great people who are still like my closest friends, you know. Um, and when I got out, I wrote a script and the script did not sell right away. Um, but it actually people liked the writing. So I got a bunch of meetings with producers and studios. And there's this thing in Hollywood called a general meeting, which is like, if they like your writing, they'll call you in. But it's not really a general meeting. They're kind of seeing like, is this person weird? I want to hang out with them because a lot of the, you, you, they have to like you. They have to know you're not a complete weirdo, right? And so they meet you, you see if you're kind of simpatico with them, but they also ask you, you know, like, what ideas do you have? What other projects do you want to work on? And then they tell you about scripts that they have that need to be rewritten. And so my first job was actually getting a rewrite job from a studio that had a script that had some problems. And I went in and I pitched my new version, you know, how I would change it. And I got the job. And um, I was lucky enough um, because the, the studio that I was working for was a signatory to the Writers Guild. I was able to join the union, which is really great. Anybody out there who's interested in being a screenwriter, um, the WGA is fantastic and they really do protect writers out there in the marketplace. Um, but anyway, so I, I wrote the script and then um, I got another job writing another script, but I, in the back of my mind, I was always like, I'm a director, I'm a director, I'm a director, I really wanna direct. And so finally that original script that I wrote did sell and they, it was sold to this kind of fly by night, low budget film company. Um, kind of like a scrappy, kind of like just crazy. Anyway, uh, my my agent at the time um, stood up for me and he said, yeah, you can buy the script if you let her direct. And so I was thrilled. They said, yes. And so we embarked on this journey to make this film in 18 days, to shoot the film in 18 days. I know. And, and it starred Alicia Silverstone and Kevin Dillon. And it was really kind of this low budget B Nancy Drew kind of mystery thing with a high school girl who's obsessed with true crime and a girl at her school gets murdered and she has to figure out who did it. Um, but hello, it was, Veronica Mars. Yes, it was, it was kind of like that. It was kind of like that. Um, but the thing, the thing was Austin, I hated it so much. It was like my worst nightmare come to life because it was a lot of people asking me questions, a lot of stress. Every day I had to throw out scenes. And I just I, I just realized at the end of the 18 days, like, I really hate this. <laughs> I like making films with my friends at a slow pace, just really, you know, I, I could do as many takes as I want. I can really work with the actors. And it, I, I think I just realized, you know what? I'm I'm in the wrong job. Like I, I thought I want this is what I wanted to do, and so I started thinking, you know, what do I actually really enjoy? And um, I realized that I really enjoyed the writing. The writing was what I really liked, and so I just continued to write.
I'm Alexandra Sokolov, author of the Huntress FBI thrillers, and you're listening to the Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast. Where can you RSC the RSC? Right now, the only place to see the remote Shakespeare Company is online. We've created a brand new page at our website, ReducedShakespeare.com, and a playlist on our YouTube page, where right this second you can watch us perform many of our epic abridgments from the comfort of your own shelter. You can also grab your own copy of Pop-Up Shakespeare, written by me and Reed Martin and beautifully illustrated by Jenny Mazels. It's on sale worldwide, and you can find links to independent bookstores in the U.S. and the U.K. on our website. And now back to my conversation with writer and writing coach and consultant Pat Verducci, just as we were continuing to discuss hats and the wearing of different ones. I write like a director. I'm thinking like a director as I'm writing. And, and, and frequently I learned early on that I'm, uh, I direct like a writer. And I, I, and I'm, and I, and I shouldn't direct somebody else's play because I will want to make changes and I will be frustrated that I can't. So I like directing my own stuff where I can make the changes that I think need to be made. Is, is that what you do? Do you, does your, your directing brain help your, your director training help your writing? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, the screenwriters that I work with, I mean, I work, I've, I've worked at Pixar as one of their, in their story trust and you know, what's, what's great about working at a place like Pixar is that because like the visual artists are in the room, they're in the story meeting. Everything is about what we're seeing on screen. What's the action? What's the visual? And so, you know, being a director originally, you know, and kind of looking at that, that visual language has really helped me. And then being in the room with people who think visually is has been really um amazing you know and i always encourage writers that i work with um to really like cinema you know an image is worth so much more than a thousand pages of amazing dialogue so if you can tell the story with imagery it's 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 fantastic that's what you should be doing well and we're talking i mean we've been talking a lot about films and screenplays but looking at your website where you have you know tips and opportunities for coaching and lots of great stuff you're not just working with screenwriters you know you work with all kinds of writers don't you I do I do I work with um I work with novelists so I work with people who are writing books um I work with um I just worked with a woman who wrote a musical um she lives in New York it's a huge epic musical and so that was really fun to kind of go back to theater you know because I haven't actually done that in a while um but yeah and I work with all kinds of writers I work with people who are really um experienced and professionals but I also work with people who are just starting out and have always had that dream of you know writing writing a script or writing a book um so yeah I work with all kinds of people I think that's great well and I and I and I so believe in the you know, for the five minutes that I have taught college, I, you know, I and I have to assign papers. I, I I assign fewer papers, but more drafts of those papers. Yeah. Because we've all written the paper at the last minute to just turn in something. Uh, we all do that, and so I wanted less of that and make kids go. All right, here's your paper you barfed out at the last minute. Now go rewrite it into something special. There's some if there's something there make it better. If it's nothing there, write something better. You know, yeah. let's continue to mine this idea, work this idea. I think that's so valuable. Yeah. And you know, one thing I learned, I, I feel like working at Pixar really like hit this home for me, which is like, 
they're not afraid to just do it again and again and again and again and again and turn the boat if it's not working in a new direction. And that's what actually makes good writing is that, you know, you're constantly iterating, you're constantly trying new things. Um, and, and that's how you actually become a good writer is being able to kind of look at your work, um, understand what's not working, like come up with ideas of how to fix it, try things until you get that really clean, elegant, simple way of telling the story, you know, and it, it takes a lot of chipping to do that, but that's how you learn how to write. And, you know, one thing that I'll share with your listeners, which has really helped me because I struggle sometimes with discipline is, you know, I've made an arrangement with a really good friend of mine named Sue, and she's also, we're both writing books. We're both writing novels right now. And um, we get on house party every morning at 7 a.m. with our coffee. I can see her face in my screen. She can see my face in her screen. If we don't show up, we give each other, you know what? Um, and it has helped me so much to just sit in the chair from seven till nine. Am I old? Is House Party a thing? What is that? House Party is this amazing app where you just, you go, you're like going into a, a house and hanging out with people and their faces just are like little, little bubbles on your screen. And it's incredible. And like, I just look at her, she's got her tea, I've got my coffee and we just work the two up. You teenage millennials, you That's know, right. you know <laughs> all the cool places. Get with it, Austin, come Get on. With it. Get with it, old man. Pat Verducci will share with us her lightning round advice in about 75 seconds. But for now, that's it for this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast. You can find more terrific writing advice and opportunities to utilize Pat's services at her website, patverducci.com. Send us your writing tips via email to feedback at reducedshakespeare.com. You can also find us and interact with other fans on our dedicated podcast page on Facebook at RSE Podcast, on Instagram at Reduced Shakespeare Company, or on my preferred platform on Twitter at Reduced. You can also follow me on Twitter at Austin Titchener, and you can follow Pat on Twitter too at Pat Verducci. Thanks, as always, to pencil sharpener and coffee fetcher Matthew Croak, web services by Ginger Power Limited, music by John Weber and Garage Band. Our random fan shout-out this week goes to Irwin L. from FL. No reason. It's just random. Special thanks to novelist Alexandra Sokoloff, another classmate from the UC Berkeley Drama Department. Check out Alex's amazing novels wherever you get the stuff you read. And finally, thanks very much to you for listening. Please stay safe, stay home, and keep your masks on. I'm Austin Titchener, 744, 2232nds of the Reduced Shakespeare Company. You've got 20 seconds to encourage somebody, to give them the advice of their life about that project they're dying to create. What do you tell them? My encouragement to everybody who has a project that they've been thinking about writing, dreaming about writing, it's haunting you and you're not doing it, is just to sit down every morning for 10 minutes and just don't lift your pencil from the page and just start writing it. Even if it's total crap, even if it's just your subconscious, to be able to sit down and actually write something down on the page or on your computer, um, it's a writing is a practice and you have to start. And so 
just make a commitment to yourself that you're going to get your cup of coffee and sit with yourself, whether it's 10 minutes, whether it's 30 minutes at the same time every day, because they've done studies that show that if you create this habit, you actually finish projects. So like Maya Angelou used to go to a hotel every morning from nine until noon. She couldn't write at home. And so she would just go there and she would sit there for the day and get what she could get done that day and then go home. But she did it every day, Monday through Friday. So, so make a commitment to yourself to like start. This podcast is a production of the Reduce Shakespeare Company. Reducing expectations since 1981. Go to ReduceShakespeare.com for performance dates, actor bios, email newsletters, and so much less.